Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to our podcast titled Convert Central. We are a group of converts from Darul Akam with the intention of sharing the experiences of us converts and born Muslims for the benefit of our listeners for the sake of Allah. We aim to achieve that through relating our personal experiences and our challenges and our lessons learned to shorten the learning curve for potential converts and also for born Muslims alike who are starting to find their way in this beautiful faith. We also aim to fill the gap in awareness and knowledge about the process of conversion and its challenges from the lenses of the converts themselves. Do send us feedback through our Instagram page at Convert Central and support us by following this podcast and the page itself. So today we have our third guest for our show. Uh, with me today I have sis, uh, Sister Cynthia. Uh, Sister Cynthia is a Filipino convert uh, that we met through class at Daro Akam. So she has been a Muslim from what I've heard since 2007 and... Today she's here to talk to us about her story when uh, before she became a Muslim from Philippines and uh, and Singapore a few rounds and after that she's going to talk about what attracted her to Islam and subsequently after she became a Muslim the challenges that she had to face. So uh, we also have a topic discussion for the day it will be uh, Sis Cynthia's, uh, actually Sis Aisha's uh, hijab story and uh, I'll just let her introduce herself. Hi, uh, I'm Cynthia uh, Sakraman. My Muslim name is Aisha. I'm 44 and uh, born Christian. So you came to Singapore when you were when you was 2000, right? 2000. And how old were you when you came to Singapore? 24. 24. So before you came to Singapore, was there? Do you have any interactions with Islam? Before I come to Singapore. Yeah. Did, did you know any Muslim? Do you have any Muslim friends or how how do you know about Islam in in the uh, Philippines? Just, uh, I, I don't have any friend, Muslim friends or what. It's just that. Because when you say Muslim, hmm. we are... Uh, sorry to say, oh, we oh, are scared already. Uh, so so yeah, like we, no we one talks are, about Islam yeah, there? And yeah, 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 yeah. And there was, was there any like organizations or most groups that were around I, I telling never, them that okay, this is not... I never know. It's just after conversion that it, I ah. come to know that I have a mosque in, in, in my province. Yeah, yeah. So it's when I convert. Okay, so you came to Singapore in two thousand. Yes. And uh, you became a Muslim in two thousand and seven. Right. So, uh, between two thousand and two thousand seven, what what happened? What, what was the thing that drew you into Islam? Was there any challenges you 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 faced? Anything okay. That uh, in two thousand two thousand five, my then uh, the my boyfriend uh, told me that he's a Muslim. And if I want to meet you, I have to meet other friends because I told him my story. Mm. Yeah, so I, he said, if you have to talk to other people, you have mm. to go out and meet other people. So if you, you have to talk to your fellow men, so with uh, the Filipinos lah. So it's when, so then, because I have, I was devastated then, right? That was, that, and Meaning that was with you? When 2005, when I found out that my husband, mm. uh, so I then my husband, my boyfriend, then boyfriend brought me here and I met other people. Then after that, uh, that really triggered me is the attention eh, and love. When they say, Assalamualaikum. The sisters then, when you came to Arkham in 2005, and uh, I, I'm sure before that. Uh, because you you told me previously that you you you, you experienced something very devastating when you were in Philippines. Uh, oh, when I'm working here, oh, you then found I out, found right? out that my husband having an affair and. And how do you feel, then, sister? He has 
I was really lost. I, I don't want to leave. Even though they are living together, I still call him at night because I need someone to talk to. Even when I found out that he has a child and they are already living as a husband and wife in our house. Yeah, in our matrimonial house. They stayed there together and they introduced themselves as husband and wife. So I'm really lost. I cannot, you know, the feeling that you don't want to live anymore because he's the only person I love and the only guy whom I trusted the most. So, even though they are living together, I still call him every night just to hear his voice. You know how? But then, it's the mistress who always answer my call until I get tired and I really want to just really end and then uh, I I lost my trust to God mm. because I did my best as a wife but how come this thing happened to me it's when I questioned him why I've been a good wife and I worked so hard for my family but why why this thing happened so at a point of time, you were a Christian, uh, you were a Catholic. I was still a Catholic, yeah. And were you going to church regularly? I, I just wanted to be like alone. I, st I stopped reading the Bible. I understand. I stopped going to the church. So, but then, one evening, if of Christmas, which is I normally do, I still go to the church. So, before I go to that. Uh, Quick uh, evening mass, so I went to do my haircut. I made myself pretty. You see, so I I went to the to my normal hair stylist for quite some time. Yeah, it's when I met my he, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. So like, I met him that evening where I then I went to attend the mass. Christmas Eve mass. Yes. So I met him. Then after we talked, we exchanged uh, uh, numbers. So I, then after that, I went to attend the mass. I told him my stories. The following day, I told he called. I told him my story. All this, all that. So he's the one who listened. So I feel that he is sent to me and when to he give your, me to give you support. Yeah? yeah. And when he heard your stories, what what, what did he, he just, say? He just listened. Yes. Uh, uh, you have to trust God. You pray what you want, what you need. You need is peace. So, when every time I talk to him, like I feel at peace because mm. I I have someone who listen, yeah. who give, who care. Yeah. Although we are not in a relationship yet, but he's someone, a stranger, who listen to me, yeah. who give me guidance. Yeah. All this. Yeah. So, he only, later part only when he told me he is a Muslim. He is a very good person. Yeah. And that, when he told you that he was a Muslim, was that the time when you got interested in Islam? Mm, yeah. A part of it. Yeah. What, what, what were the other parts of, of your interest coming because from? Because it's the dressing. When I come to the rule uh before I convert, I love everybody. When they say Assalamualaikum, mm -hmm. I'm at peace. Yeah, 
I really, I cannot explain. It's like the love that they give you. It's it's something that because after this problem that I wanted to end my life. Yeah. I come here then. I have peace. People with me assalamualaikum. They help me. Mm. They have attention. So it's when I slowly move on, and then. So you took your shahada in twenty seven. Ah, twenty o seven. Yeah. And uh, subsequently after that, uh, you you told me you were back in Philippines. And which year was that? Two thousand nine. So two years in Singapore mm-hmm. uh, with your then boyfriend, uh, which mm-hmm. is your husband mm-hmm. right now. Uh, how was the two years? How 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 did the two years go? Two years ago, um, I just work as a helper, and um, I do my solat. I I told to my I told my employers that I am a convert Muslim. So they respect it, and mm. then every t- but I have to cook pork for them still. So I told them I don't eat pork anymore, mm. but I can cook because I, mm-hmm. I have to. That's my job. Yeah. To cook for them. Two thousand seven, to two thousand nine, right? Uh, the what was your main means of learning about Islam? Main means of learning Islam. Was it the Quran? Was it classes, teachers? No, it's it's the Quran. That gives me the. Strength. How do you feel when you read the Quran? Say, um, it's at peace, lah. Yeah, because when I was a Christian, also is the same feeling. Yeah. So in two thousand nine, uh, before you went back to Philippines, right? And compared to before you became a Muslim in two thousand five. So two thousand five and two thousand nine, you were you you were before Islam after Islam, right? How do you feel like? Were you very, very more at peace in two thousand nine? The the kind of peace you felt. Definitely. Much more peaceful, right? Yeah. So you you were back in Philippines for about five years, mm-hmm. until two thousand four two thousand fourteen, and you guys kept in in touch. Yeah. And I uh, yeah. I uh and you also mentioned to me that it was very hard to practice Islam when you were back in Philippines. Mm-hmm. Why was that so? It's very hard, um, because um. Only when when the first month few months I went back home and my relatives uh, come to know that I am already a convert Muslim. Yeah, how did they react to your conversion? Which uh, when do you tell them only when you went back or? Uh, only my parents before I convert I. Told your I, parents. I asked my parents blessing. Ah okay okay yeah. and how did they react to it? They said uh. You're old enough to do what you want. If you are happy, you ah, go. okay, okay. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, that is yeah. amazing, mashallah. So okay, so it's when I took my shahada, and then after that, when I went back home, that was when your village started to know yeah. that you are Muslim. Yeah, what was their reaction to it? Because they always see me when, oh, first step, first few months, like, because I was very active, and my relatives are all yeah, yeah. in that in that church, right? Yeah. And then they all shock. Oh man! And oh. Then, yeah, and they say, "Why you become a Muslim? Muslim are terrorists. They you know keep Were people." Were you the only Muslim in your village? By then, there's another one. But like, I said, my relatives are all there. And I was very active. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they cannot accept. So uh. they have to uh, reverse psycho yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So telling me that Muslim are very bad. All this, mm-hmm. all that. But what I told them, I am a Muslim now. Do I kill people? Am I bad? That's why I ask them. Do I kill people? I am a Muslim now. So it's just that when they, when I was a Christian, I 
I always go to those uh, funerals. We do some prayers, all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. So, when I'm seated in between two Christians, so if they pray, they have to hold hands. Yeah. I don't hold hands. Yeah, you you raise so your hands like, up, right? Yeah. yeah. Then it's when I have to explain to them, I'm already a Muslim, Muslim and we pray differently. We have our own prayer for that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I hope you will understand. Uh, it's not because of your hand. It's because we have different belief. Which I respect your belief. I, you have to respect mine also. Mm. So it was it was five long years five long years in 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 Philippines and it was no, very little means of practice. The mosque was so far away. The uh, there was no darakam in Philippines. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, five five years is a long time. You know, especially when you're separated from your partner. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that kept you going? Like in the five years, to tell you that okay, I still want to be a Muslim, because. It's it's so easy, especially when you're you're alone, to to throw away something that no one is keeping you accountable for. So so let's say if you're studying, uh, if I were to drop out of university now, my mother would kill me. Okay, so but but if I was a period for a period of time, I was in Australia, and no one knew, not many people knew I was Muslim. Those who knew I was Muslim did not know much about Islam. I did not have any Muslim friends in Australia, so. Uh, I went through a similar experience as you did, and you know, at the point of time, I could have just left Islam, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was just really so easy. I could just like drop it. Mm-hmm. You can just next day decide, okay, I'm not gonna be a Muslim, mm-hmm. and nothing much will change from your life. You know, people will still love you for who mm-hmm. you are and stuff. But something strong just kept me there. You know, at the point of time when I was just learning and starting out as a proper mm-hmm. convert. For you, it was five years. For me, it was eight months. I, I I couldn't have imagined how you, you know, what you had to go through. But mm-hmm. when you went through difficulties, you know, so many things that are so tough. Ramadan is tough and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so on. What was the thing that kept you going? The thing that kept me going is, uh, I believe that I do my shahada is because of Allah, not because of anybody else. So that belief that Allah will give me more in, in the long run, ble- more blessings. So that belief in Him, that keeps me going. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, because my shahada is for Him. Yeah, I even told my my then boyfriend that if we are to break up, I will just remain, because I know and I feel that I'm blessed when I accept the religion. Yeah, and I feel pe- at peace. It's where I find peace, lah. That's the mm. mean and love, yeah. And and for the five years, your only source of connection to Islam was through the Quran, right? Ah, uh, and I, after I learning that those uh, convert Muslim also, so I start searching for the mosque, if I have ah, nearby. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so I keep asking people. Yeah. So it's when I started going to the mosque near my place, which is one hour. Far from my place, mm-hmm. uh, when I would travel, so it's when uh, every time I go there, I have to put mm-hmm. on my scarf. W- was it scary for you to do so in Philippines? Mm, I don't feel so. Yeah, it's just that all eyes will be <laughs> on you, yeah, like yeah. a famous, famous yeah. uh, <laughs> actress like that. No, <laughs> yeah, eh, you want to do already? Yeah, 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 yeah. already this kind of thing. So. Is when I tell them, uh, I am a Muslim. Oh, you are already a Muslim. Yeah. I say, yeah. So, 
but I don't wear the hijab every day. Uh. Only when I go to the mosque and meet other people there, mm-hmm. converts Filipinos. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of convert Filipino mm-hmm. there. So it's when I found out that I have, I have, uh, brothers and sisters mm. in there. So uh, when my husband visited me, my then boyfriend visited me, I will bring him there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now, alhamdulillah, we we do the sakat there also lah. We, ah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I see. I just remind of some experiences I had in Australia. Uh, for for a good six months there, as a I was in the Air Force then as a pilot trainee, uh, I I didn't have any Muslim friends. So mm. six months in, things happened and and I was going through a tough time. Right, that was when I decided to uh, reach out. You know, go to the most more often. Mm-hmm. So we had Monday to Fridays mm-hmm. in camp, learning how to fly. And then Saturday, Sundays we are out. So people go to the mall. People go to the beach. Mm-mm. I would ask my friends to drop me off in the city. I walk to the mosque. So things happen, and I I was yeah. going through a tough time. My heart was broken, and and my life was empty. And I went to the mosque, and and, and I just told Allah, Allah, I need help. I, I I I don't know what help I need, but I know I need help. And and Allah knows exactly what we need. Mm-mm. So He sent me a friend, and mm. through that friend, you know, in Australia. When someone come to talk to me and he, if you want to have lunch with him, right, you know, I should have said no, you know, cause stranger danger, you know. Like, uh, uh, the mother always say, you know, don't talk to strangers. Mm-mm. But somehow I just said yes. Yeah. You know, so but from then I made many, many, many friends. And you know, there's a verse in the Quran. Allah says, he, Allah does not change the condition of the people, unless they start to change the conditions themselves. I think that was you know like, true. Our experiences, we we start to understand the verse. Mm-mm. We start to. Even before conversion or post conversion, we start to reach out to Allah. Allah, I want more Muslim friends. Mm-mm. I want to see more people practicing Islam in my life. Because what I do before is for the past three or five months, uh, I will just stay at home, uh, do my thing. Yeah. I do solat. Yeah. Then when when. Actually, when my sister children saw me do the solat, we have to do the ruku or yeah. design, and they questioned me why you have to kiss the ground yeah. all this kind of stuff. Then I said, it's not the ground; it's how we respect Allah. You have to bow to Him. And mm. and you see, and right after you chose to, you know, reach out and to find the mosque again, mm. Allah just gave you get yeah, you just yeah. intended to find mm. the mosque for Allah. Allah gave you everything else. Mm-hmm. Gives you, gives you your friends. Gave you mm-hmm. some sort of support. Mm-hmm. Gave you more and more love and love and right. love and love. And then He gave you a means to come back to Singapore. And then He 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 gave you a marriage. Mm. Alhamdulillah, you know it, it. It's really beautiful. And and I, when you talked about how broken you were Mm-mm. in two thousand and five when you first uh. experienced uh, your mm. hardship and, and mm. it led to a uh, divorce, you must have not imagined that. You could have ever been fine again, right? You must have not even yes. thought of. Yeah. Ten years, ten years down the road, I'll be married. Yeah, I know it. And it'll be such an amazing Mm-mm. husband. Mm-hmm. I never, but I never and, thought. And you never thought you'll be a Muslim. Yeah, and I never thought I will end up with this guy. And you know, sometimes Allah gives you a great hardship in in your life. He Mm-mm. He tears you. You know, He Mm-mm. really takes the biggest thing away from your life. Mm-mm. For you was was then your 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 marriage. Yeah. For me was then my relationship. But you see, sometimes that is also a mercy. The pain is a mercy because 
he had to take something away from us that was mm-hmm. so unthinkable that we never thought we would yeah. lose, right? And it was so close to our hearts that we start to realize, yeah, actually, I'm very powerless. You know, Allah is in in control. You know, I can fly a plane, I still can't keep a girl. You know, I still can't keep my marriage going on, and it breaks you. Mm-mm. And he doesn't give you any choice because nothing else is working out yeah. except for Islam. And he sends you some t- something mm-hmm. better in return. For me, he, he he brought me back to Singapore. He he gave me the the love for Islam. And for you, he gave you your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and 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 that is amazing. Sometimes we we think that in it, in in the pain itself, we we are so we are so caught up and we are so we are thinking that this is the end. Mm-hmm. But but not knowing that you know if you just take one step towards Allah, Allah says he will he will start running towards you. Mm-hmm. You know. And we just have to continue taking steps, and eventually he will give you everything. You know, yeah, you, you yeah, don't yeah, ask, yeah. he will still give. Mm-mm. And and that is that is really just so amazing from Mm-mm. from the stories that that you, that you shared. You know, sister, I, I'm like I'm like magical. <laughs> really magical. I never thought of never thought of this, right? Yeah, I never thought because when when I broke up with him with my first marriage, I already told myself, I don't want any more marriage, I don't want any more men in my life. But then. As I said, this fateful night yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when I went cut my hair and yeah. I met this guy uh, who been actually I've been patronizing his shop for since I started working in Singapore, but mm. I never met him. I see. Only that night I see, I when see. I cut my hair, so it's like magical because <laughs> when I need someone to talk to, yeah, God gave him. And and mm. there's a hadith that says uh. Uh, a a person would never. Uh. I, I'm I'm just uh, paraphrasing here. I definitely do not know the actual uh, phrasing to that. A, a person does not leave something for for the sake of Allah, except that Allah replaces that with something better. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that okay, I have to leave someone for the sake of Allah. But sometimes when we leave, you know, when we leave just to save our own hearts, you know, it doesn't have to be okay. Allah has said this, then I will and I will mm-hmm. leave. You know, it's something I just it hurts so much. It's so bad for me. I have to leave, right? Then it's also for Allah because. We, our hearts, our bodies, is a gift from Mm-mm. from Allah. It's a responsibility Mm-mm. from Allah, and protecting this is also for Allah. Mm-mm. So you know, you 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 left something that was so that was hurting you so much. You know, you left for the sake for Mm-mm. the betterment of yourself, for your own mental health, Mm-mm. and that was for the sake of Allah. And Allah gave you something better, right? Right I after it happened. I'm I'm broken down. I broke down right before uh, I have to give up life. That's when. And and something also amazing that actually I have not came across so often at all is that it is also extremely possible and extremely rewarding to learn Islam from a person. You know, he does not have to speak about Islam. Mm-mm. He does not have to even yeah. uh, be uh, be what everyone thinks is practicing. You Mm-mm. know, Mm-mm. but perhaps he has qualities that 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 really show what Islam really is. Yeah. The patience, yeah, like the gentleness. My, like my this, but my then yeah. boyfriend, he is not practicing. So when I convert, I do them. Yeah, I showed him that I'm really serious about and it. And does did he like start practicing after? Yeah, and then after that, I before the marriage, I make him promise that uh, after the marriage, you should go to the mosque. Alhamdulillah. And alhamdulillah. He's going to the mosque. When I fast, he will follow me. Alhamdulillah, he changed uh, a lot mm, about this one. Uh, praying to Allah. He changed. So when I do my morning prayer also, he will follow. But I have to wake him up. Uh. Mm. 
So, but he's a very good man. That's why that leads me to believe also in Allah, in Islam, in Islam because he is very kind, very loving. He extended his when I'm no longer working here. I'm unfit to work here in 2009. He supported me financially and morally, lah. Mm. He supported my family because I'm the sole breadwinner of my family. I will help my mother and father to take care of me. So he support me financially every month. So it's when really he showed me, though he don't pray, but he showed me by other means uh, how he. For me, is oh, I always told him, "Hey, your zakat, you give it." <laughs> You have to share your blessings to mm-hmm. me because I need for my parents, uh, my father exactly lah. Because my father was sick then, so he, he spread his arms. It's not only for me but for my family. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Allah has blessed him with a good heart. Mm. I mean, Allah blessed him with good practices and consistent yeah, practices. Yeah. I mean, and sis, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm, you know, there's so many things to learn from, and I, I've not met. Uh, a convert that has there's there's a story like yours how you came into Islam particularly mm-hmm. the way that you came in, and it has been very refreshing to me. Um, uh, next, uh, I want to talk about something that that I think has a lot of meaning to you as well because you mentioned that uh, you particularly liked how Muslim women dressed, mm-hmm. especially the way they cover up themselves mm-hmm. co- as compared to how women is dressing today in mm-hmm. society. Compared to 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 them, Muslims are regarded as very traditional, mm-mm, mm-mm. but it's a good thing, right? So, for you, uh, wh- when do you start putting on your hijab? Uh, late, late this year. But every time I go to the mosque, I put on. Uh. But only late last year. Uh, was there was there a challenge for you when you were putting on your hijab, trying on and not? Yeah. And what was what was the challenge? The actually? challenge the is thing? I don't know how to put on properly. I see. I see. And uh, I have to check the YouTube how they put on. Yeah. And yeah. then the the feeling it's hot. Yeah, ah, because I have to I have to wear long yeah. sleeves. It really is hot, is it? Yeah, it's it's you feel hot uh-huh. for the first few weeks, but after that, once you already uh, every day you mm. already wear every day, it it become like normal to you already. And uh, was there uh, you know have you tried a few times before succeeding? Like you try like one week, then after you take off, then after, like another week, then you take off. No. Or once I you put it on, we yeah. decide to put it on for good. Yeah. You 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 yeah. just yeah. stuck with it. Yeah yeah. It's like um. Every time I go out, I'm not complete without my scarf already. It's like, the the thing that triggered me to wear hijab is like, I'm wearing a long sleeve, and uh. I like the the those Muslims yep. ladies how they wear. Why not I have to put on mine also, not only uh looking at them because every time I go out, I like those women wearing their hijab stylishly all this kind yeah, of things yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I realized hey, maybe uh, I have to put on it's time for me to put on because I've been uh, because when I come here I have to put on Yeah. I I, I will go to um, the mosque I have to put on so less trouble you just put on and wear it everyday and uh, the, the people f- around you find it weird like your family members or anyone on the street so the first few times you put it on did they like how do you feel? Do you feel a bit? Actually, awkward? my my husband asked me, 
Huh? You decided to put on already? <laughs> then say, yeah, it's for your own good. Yeah. That's why I told him. Yeah. It's for your own good. Then after that, uh, the following day when I have to put on again, you put on every day. Because <laughs> I already, yeah, yeah, I already yeah. promised myself that I have to put on uh-huh, uh-huh. because I like it. I like the way the other women dress like this. So I want to do it myself. I want to do it okay. for myself also. Then after that, my sister-in-laws, I heard they were saying that, uh, telling my helper that, oh, it's good that she already put on their, uh, her hijab because my dad sister-in-law never, uh-huh. until now, she don't put on the hijab. And, and if you were to give her an advice like about the hijab, you know, now that you've came across the journey, what advice would you give someone that is trying to put on the hijab? Okay. Because you you have a lot of aspects of life, right? You're working and you, mm-hmm. have a, you have a family back in Philippines who, you know, they're not Muslims, so they wouldn't understand as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, your your husband's family who they, they have not put on the hijab yet. Mm-hmm. And you're balancing all that And you, yet you choose to put on your hijab Mm-mm. So Is there any advice you can give to people That is following the same troubles You know The same challenges Advice Following the same troubles Oh sorry um, What I can advise is uh, what, uh, what About uh, wearing hijab is Actually uh, I feel good wearing it Oh you feel better How do you uh, feel when you wear the hijab? I feel, I feel like I'm I really like Covering You feel like you're very pure like, uh, like Like I can just walk yeah, Outside yeah, the yeah. street Without look Because uh, you know Men uh, are still men yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So if they see Pretty ladies outside Yeah, yeah So Do you feel Do you feel more feel Do you feel stronger As a Muslim yeah, When you do that yeah, Like yeah, it's yeah. just saying That I'm proud of my Islam yeah, yeah, yeah. You know And safe lah Safe Yeah Alhamdulillah Because uh, If you're outside Like Men look at you You're, yes. you're attracting them yes. Something like that So Covering is better for me lah, uh, To Don't attract uh, uh, Men to look at you yeah. uh, And imagine yeah. Wild imagination uh-huh, uh, uh, yeah. So that's my thing lah. When when I was young I never wear short, short, short pants I always wear long pants And a t- t-shirt I see, I, I see. I never experienced, uh, but, uh, but at home, of course, but uh, outside, no. I see, I see. Uh, because I'm a very old-fashioned lady. <laughs> and that's why I, being old-fashioned, I get married to this, because... Uh, you started off wanting to marry the first person you dated, and, you know, people don't plan to get divorced, mm-hmm. but alhamdulillah, you know, you, mm-hmm. this is your plan, but Allah's plan brought you to something better. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Sister, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, I I can see that it was uh, challenging for you, but I really truly hope that your story is beneficial to those who are going through the same difficulty. That no matter how difficult it is, you know, the the trials that you face, you know, Mm -hmm. coming out of a marriage in Singapore alone or back Mm -hmm. in Philippines alone, there's always hope, there's always light in, Mm -hmm. in, in, in the plans of Allah. And Truly, when we try to seek out Allah, we, we try to change our conditions as believers, Allah will, will change everything for us. Allah will give anything mm. that we, we, we don't even ask for. You don't even make a dua yeah. for that, Allah will mm. give. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. sister, today just really truly reminded me of that. So, thank you so much, sister. Uh, th- thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, that, that is to the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode 3. Sister uh, Aisha, thank you so much. Alhamdulillah, we thank will you. love to have you back another day. <laughs>